listening. I know it's been a while, but I am back. And actually, I was supposed to do this um, on Saturday, but I kind of got delayed. But I actually think it's a little better that I got delayed because there is actually news that broke today. And that's even making my case stronger. So to get into what we're talking about today, today we are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers are an iconic NFL franchise. Obviously, have the most Super Bowl championships, and they're just an iconic team. You think about the NFL, you think about Brady, you think about Roethlisberger, you think about the Steelers. And when you think about great players in the NFL, you think about Antonio Brown, you think about Le'Veon Bell, about Ryan Shazier, who's not playing, but like you still think of him a great. But today, we're not talking about the happiness in Pittsburgh. We're talking about the downfall in Pittsburgh. More specifically, just, yeah, the downfall of Pittsburgh. And to start off, I, I will, I'll start off, no, I'm not going to do a full-on summary of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go later part of the season. As you know, the Steelers obviously are not on the in the playoffs, and that hasn't happened since 2013. And it's been a shock to a lot of fans, obviously, they could have got in, but they needed a win, and they need the Browns to win too. But the Browns sadly lost over a pick by C.J. Mosley on Baker Mayfield. But I will say the upsides right now for the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, yes, there is not a lot of upside on this team. But that man, Juju Smith-Schuster, he is a bad, bad man. And there's not a lot of receivers that I respect more than Juju Smith. It's just every time you turn on the TV, he has he has a highlight reel game. There is no I'm, okay. There might be a few plays where he doesn't do so good, where he fumbles and causes the end game to lose. But he's a fighter, and I, he honestly, I think he's the future of the Steelers' receiving core. Who's not the future of the receiving core? And I'm gonna get into this later because this story broke earlier today. Is Antonio Brown? Now I'm not gonna talk too much on him personally in this podcast, just because. I might make a different podcast about him and Le'Veon Bell together in one podcast, but I don't feel like I'm going to get too much in. The story is really fresh. I want more stuff, especially with the press conference by Mike Tomlin coming this Wednesday. But we're going to get into the Steelers and why they're on a downfall. To start off, they did finish the season with a winning record of 9-6-1. and Now, if you look at this season in the beginning, by the bye week, they were 3-2-1. and I mean, they, they were looking like a promising team. Better yet, week 11, they were 7-2-1. I mean, this team was on top of the AFC North. Um, the second closest team was Baltimore, and they didn't look like a team yet. I'm just going to say yet, because do remember, they are in the playoffs. But they didn't look like a team yet. So, this team really was, I mean, they were on a huge win streak. They were about on a six-game winning streak to week 11, and then they lost their mojo going into Denver. But that, but we'll continue with the season, actually. So they play Denver, and you look at the next three games as a Steelers fan, you say, okay, we got the at Denver, we have versus San Diego, and we have at Oakland. We should go 2-1 at least, 3-0 the best. Because I will say that the Chargers were not a bad team. So I, I don't think that the Chargers were a team they, they gave they were like, okay, we can beat this team easy. Denver and Oakland, I thought they said, we could beat this team easily, but they lost both games. Now, you know, 
Steelers fans might not think, okay, we lost to the Denver Broncos. That's not going to be important. Boy, did it affect their season. It didn't just affect how the team played for the rest of the season, but it just affected, I mean, it just affected how they have chances of making the playoffs. I would like to remember you, remind you, from November 25th to the end of the season, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished 2-4. and four. The two teams they beat were the New England Patriots, who, New England, I mean, Tom Brady wasn't having the best of days, and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Cincinnati Bengals, after losing Andy Dalton, have Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, put that in the back of your mind and think that they can beat a football team. So you look at this team, they, they lose to Denver, and they're like, okay, we lose to Denver, still 7-3-1, easy. We, they play the Chargers. Now, the thing about the Chargers, I would like to remind you, is they were up against the Chargers. They were big at the fourth quarter. They blew a fourth quarter lead. So it wasn't like the Chargers outplayed them or anything. No, 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 no. They had 336 total yards, 271 passing yards, 65 ru rushing touchdowns, and they had one turnover. I mean, this team really looked good. This team against the Chargers looked good, but they lost the game. They blew it. They absolutely blew it. Now, I'm going to give a lot of props to the Chargers. I'm not going to say that Pittsburgh blew this one off because, no, the Chargers deserve a lot of respect because they, they ended, they went, they won the game. They Their offense and defense won the game. It wasn't the Steelers' mistakes. Now, there were a few Steelers' mistakes, but mostly it was the Chargers. Okay, you lose the Chargers. We're going to at Oakland. Oakland is one of the worst teams in the NFL and basically all around. The Oakland Raiders were just terrible, okay? And to prove to you how bad the Oakland Raiders were this season alone. This season alone. Offensive ranks. They were 28th in points, 23rd in yards, 32 in points on defense, and 26 on yards. This was not a good team. There is no excuse for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go in and lose 24 to 21, I mean, they they had a not a bad game. They put about 340 yards in total and 300 passing yards. But you lose to the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Raiders. I I, I don't understand how you can how you think you can go onto the playoffs. Now they have New England. Okay, it's a home game against New England. They win, okay? They they win against New England. It was a nice-fought victory. It was a team game. Definitely, they deserve that one. They go into the Saints. Now, personally, I didn't watch this game, so I, I'm not going to say too much about this game. I did see the highlights. The Saints are a better team. That, that's the thing to start off with. The Saints were a better team going into this game. There was no two ways about it. They were just a better team. Hey, Pittsburgh had its chance to win. Now I'm not now Juju Smith. I, I yes he had the game when he fumbled, but they should have scored a long time before that. Before he had to worry about fumbling, they just kind of blew it for themselves. But the Saints were still the better team, and then obviously they beat Cincinnati. But you look at the season, you gotta think <laughs> what went wrong, and I'm gonna tell you what went wrong, okay? Because you don't go from seven and two. And then finish the season nine and six and one. I mean, sorry, seven two and one, and then you finish nine six and one. That's just awful. That's 
beyond awful. That's two and four. Like, that's terrible. The Cleveland Browns did better in six weeks than the the Cleveland Browns. Then they go like four and two or whatever, four and three, whatever. Since Greg Williams came in, this team was two and four. I mean, if we really reset the season, Cleveland Browns, they could have been ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the point is, I found a very, very interesting stat. And this is to go for the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they want to try to succeed. The Pittsburgh Steelers cannot survive if they don't have a good running back. Now you're going to take shots at me and say, what about James Conner? Okay, James Conner is good. But you have to remember, didn't play. He didn't play a lot. So when James Conner was playing, they were 8-4-1. Okay, that is a good football team right there. When he didn't play, they were 0-2. Okay, they were 0-2. I mean, you could technically count 1-2 because he played against Cincinnati, but I'm really just going to say 0-2 because the Cincinnati game. I mean, okay, he was 1-2, they're, they're but he didn't rush the ball while well, he only had 65 yards. This team struggles when they don't have a running back. Now, I'm not saying Pittsburgh is the only team because there are many teams in this NFL that without a running back, they wouldn't survive. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, they without Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know where they'd be. But you, you look at this team, you got to think, wow, Le'Veon Bell had an effect on this team. Now, if you look back, it's shown. Now, this isn't just the first year that without a 1,000-yard rusher, that they haven't done well. Oh, no, there is a pass. 2013, the Steelers went 8-8. Eight and eight. This was the last time they missed out on the playoffs. Le'Veon Bell had under 900 rushing yards, ran for 860. 2012, they went 8-8 eight and eight again. This time they had Jonathan Bauer, only had 623 yards. And the trend continues. Now, yes, okay, there might be a season way earlier where that he did have a 1,000. But I'm just talking about the past seven or eight years. I mean, it's shown. This Steelers team, yes, they can have an Antonio Brown, but without a strong run game, they can't succeed. And I think that the problem, that's the pro that's the problem with them right now. Now, we'll, we'll see how what happens in the offseason, obviously. But, you know... It's going to be very, very interesting. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole Antonio Brown because I, I do want to save that for another podcast. But thank you guys for joining me. Also, I am I, I'm deeply sorry. Like, I, I know I have not been around for this whole entire NFL season, but school's a lot. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that school's taking over, but I, I also I, I just have other stuff. Um, but I will try to make a point now. Um, obviously, the NFL season coming to an end. But next NFL season, I do promise I will try to get out podcasts every Saturday. And that you guys, that's going to be my kind of thing now every Saturday. I, I'm not trying to overfill myself with podcasts, but I do love making them. So maybe every Saturday, I'll, I'll every Saturday, just pro, I'll promise that every Saturday we'll do a podcast. Obviously, this was supposed to be on Saturday, but I didn't get out on Sunday. And then Sunday, I can't, I decided Saturday, but I couldn't do Sunday. And so I decided to do Monday. Also, it's New Year's Eve. Have you... Hope you guys are having a great New Year's Eve. But that is it for me. And next, I'll probably be talking about, and I do plan to have a podcast coming out Friday to definitely talk about what we should see in the NFC and AFC playoff wildcard. And yeah, so thank you guys so much for joining me here on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off. Mm-hmm.